Hi, my name is Franco. I'm the editor and co-founder of PropMoto, and welcome to an episode of our Metatrends podcast, where we look at the bigger picture when it comes to the things changing the property industry. If you made eggs for yourself this morning, or cooked anything in a pan for that matter, there's a good chance that you cooked them on a material called Teflon. Teflon is one of the slipperiest substances in the world. It is now used for everything from pan coatings to stain-resistant clothing. But despite its ubiquity in our home lives now, it was originally invented for a much more industrial purpose. The first commercial use was to help store uranium for America's nuclear development program, the Manhattan Project. But as time went on and the production process was refined, the price to produce it went down, and people began experimenting with this unique plastic compound. It started being used for much more than it was originally designed for, as if it was destined to be more than an unknown uranium containment product. Teflon is just one example of many of how those that invent technologies often have no idea what their creations will eventually become. Chewing gum was originally designed to patch rubber. Viagra was intended to be a heart medication until the people undergoing the trials noticed a particularly awkward side effect. This same journey of practical application seems to be happening to 3D scanning. The technology has been around for decades but was mostly used for things like scientific documentation and animation motion capture. Then, as the cameras needed to take the 3D images became cheaper, now you need a little more than a cell phone. And the real estate world got wise to what could be done with them. They went into use for things like tracking the construction of buildings and virtual showings of high-end properties. We are seeing now that these early applications for 3D images are only a small piece of the possible uses of the technology. The ability to easily capture every piece of spatial data digitally has hundreds if not thousands of possible uses, some of which are still being determined. I talked to Tomer Porin, the Director of Business Development for Matterport, one of the biggest companies in the 3D image capture of buildings to help me understand what unexpected ways they have seen their technology being deployed. Turns out that there are new uses for their 3D scanning that few expected when the technique was first developed. He told me that while Building Information Modeling, or BIM, was originally adopted in the design and construction phase of the building's life cycle, it can now do much more than document a building as it is being built. Our customers in the construction space were passing over these models that had served uh, the uh, building owners much more than a BIM model, which is usually outdated and uh, you know, not really usable by the personnel uh, that, that operates, maintains, trains on buildings. Uh, and there, that's where we started seeing kind of the usefulness of our model in the operational stage of a building's life cycle. Um, and where we're seeing probably the most growth today with enterprises, you know, in the industrial manufacturing space, healthcare, education, uh, oil and gas, and um, uh, uh, retail uh, quite a lot, uh, using our cameras to uh, just operate their buildings. 
and around that time, we had met with State Auto, uh, an insurance carrier uh, uh, out of Columbus, Ohio, that uh, had started seeing the work that we had been doing in claims, uh, quickly looked at the work that we uh, were doing in the building operational space, and decided that that is why they're going to invest in us. Uh, and it was a, a, one of the strategic investors we brought on in our Series D. Uh, and they had explained to us, basically, guys, uh, the work that you're doing in the operational space and the, uh, uh, the type of data that you're collecting on a building can serve in the underwriting process, risk engineering process, uh, essentially performing loss control. Underwriting, risk engineering, loss control, these are all technical ways to say that 3D models are being used in insuring properties and handling insurance claims. You see, every claim is paid based on a loss calculation that an experienced adjuster has to determine. This is normally done while physically walking the damaged area. Now, rather than having to bring these highly skilled workers to the building, 3D images can bring the building to them with little more effort than uploading a file to the internet. Like most new uses for a technology, the spread of innovation for photographic 3D models started with a few select users. In this case, properties that would have been hardest or most costly to underwrite manually. Initially, we were just used for those very large losses that justified it. Uh, but very quickly, we were finding that our customers were um, conducting their estimating completely remotely uh, from a centralized place. Suddenly, they had their expert estimators sitting in the office looking at all the estimates that were created in the field by more junior estimators. Uh, so this was kind of uh, increasing uh, the quality assurance, quality uh, control that these contractors were uh, uh, conducting, as well as just saving them drive time, saving them return visits, allowing them to estimate better and faster. Uh, so that was a huge benefit. And then the second benefit was, not surprisingly, that the same thing that these contractors were doing remotely, the adjusters were doing remotely. Uh, so they would send their models to the adjuster they were working across of, be it an independent adjuster or an insurance desk adjuster. Uh, and those folks were finding it much easier to sell that claim, much faster to sell that claim, didn't require uh, uh, many site visits, return visits, and many times um, made the site visit unnecessary altogether. Adjusting claims is a large part of an insurance company's labor costs. So being able to adjust claims remotely can save insurers big. But the most expensive thing for an insurance company isn't labor, it is the claims that they have to pay out. Saving money on the claims process was the first step, but the real benefits come from lowering the risks altogether. This is done by a technique called risk engineering. Risk engineers are sometimes used for large policies in order to put safeguards in place to help mitigate a property from some well-known risks. Personally, I always thought they should be called safety engineers since they don't really design things to be riskier. Eventually, Tomer said, insurance companies caught on to the fact that 3D images were a great way to expand the reach of their safety experts. The type of data that you're collecting on a building can serve in the underwriting process, risk engineering process, uh, essentially performing loss control, where uh, the kind of visibility that we provided to, uh, uh, to risk engineers 
on a building could allow them to recommend you know where to put additional carpets for slip and fall where to put additional cameras where the uh, fire sprinklers are too far apart which rooms don't have properly marked exit signs things that a risk engineer that walks a, a commercial or industrial property would usually have to uh, uh, to take note uh, for underwriting purposes and ask uh, the customer to possibly rectify to reduce their premiums. Risk of damage or injury is one of the biggest unknowns for any building. It doesn't make it onto a property's pro formas or onto a landlord's balance sheets, but it is there, statistically hovering over properties all the time. Understanding and reducing this risk is common ground where the insurance industry and the building industry's interests align. And I think that's kind of where the intersection of our business in the building operation side and our insurance side kind of collide where a lot of the information that building owners care about uh, are risk related. Uh, and it's kind of the common interest of the building owner and the insurer to uh, reduce the risk on the asset. Interestingly, the same inroads had not been made into commercial real estate, a vertical that had initially resisted adopting BIM technology for their day-to-day. Tomer said that there was a practical reason for this resistance. Really, we've not seen that shift of that BIM model transferring over to the owner operators and facility managers uh, for a few reasons. One, these models were never updated. uh, you know, by the time the construction had finished, the BIM model was almost irrelevant in how outdated it was uh, from what had actually been built. Uh, and it was very expensive to update these models. And, and second, these owner-operators weren't really BIM users. BIM requires, you know, specific licenses, skill sets, uh, and that's not the skill sets uh, or the licenses these uh, building managers had. But after working with 3D images during claims processes, Landlords started to appreciate the idea of bringing the space to the expert rather than vice versa. The near-zero transportation costs of sending data is a big benefit of the digitalization of physical space, but it is far from the biggest. Digital data can be analyzed at a speed and complexity that almost knows no bounds. This means that the computers themselves can become experts. When talking about imagery, Algorithmic expertise is called computer vision. By training computers with millions of examples, we can teach them how to identify certain shapes. This technique has already been used by a number of other industries to do things like locate active shooters or break self-driving cars. Now it is being used to enhance the utility of digital models of buildings in powerful new ways. The amount of proprietary and rich data that we're collecting about buildings is enabling a lot of our partners to do uh, amazing things with the data. And I'll give some anecdotal uh, 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 examples. We have a very large uh, enterprise customer in the networking space that has uh, different IoT uh, uh, um, sensors, essentially either cameras, Wi-Fi routers, uh, uh, smart lighting, Uh, smart uh, uh, temperature control, smart carbon monoxide detectors, and so on, spread out through many different classes of commercial spaces. Uh, As a pilot, they said, let's scan 3,000 of our hotels that have security cameras in them. Uh, Matterport is able to, through computer vision and machine learning, auto-recognize the cameras that the customer identified to us. And now they're able to get essentially a heat map 
of where they have security camera coverage in these buildings and where they need to supplement that coverage, uh, either by shifting the uh, uh, panning of the cameras, the field of view of the cameras, maybe switching a camera and maybe adding additional cameras to the array to ultimately get complete coverage. They saw how useful this is and then they expanded this to a tool where their customers can visualize uh, the heat map, uh, the literal heat map of their temperatures, uh, their uh, uh, fire safety uh, equipment coverage, uh, their Wi-Fi strength in different parts of the office. So uh, we're seeing a, a, a computer vision service these companies to do kind of further uh, insight into their facilities. Having computers that have expertise doesn't mean that they will replace the experts completely. It will likely become a tool to help us understand our buildings on a more intuitive level, scaling our ability to manage, protect, and ensure them. One of the limitations we have today is that these incredible 3D representations are often displayed on our flat screens. No matter how promising they have looked in sci-fi movies, virtual and augmented reality headsets have not become part of the business world's toolset. But this too can change, especially since having the ability to display the same space to people both on and off-site at the same time has a number of important uses. Lots of uses for uh, AR, VR, and the reason I mentioned VR is I think that uh, uh, a lot of the future in this data, right, we're talking about a lot of spatial data that sits on top of these physical assets, right, so overlaying digital uh, uh, data on these physical assets, uh, you could do that in a VR and then enable folks that are remote from the building to visualize the building and get a lot more information about that building than just uh, by looking at it. Uh, and then empower the people in the field by augmenting that data on top of the physical world. Uh, so I think that kind of back and forth, if you can imagine a per field personnel in the field, someone back in the office, someone in the field makes changes to the machinery, it, it comes into effect in the data that's visualized in augmented reality. The person back in the office sees that data uh, in real time, in virtual reality, maybe even can reply to it, make some modifications, make some decisions that are then seen in augmented reality by the person in the field. I think this kind of back and forth of augmented and virtual reality in the built world is something we're gonna see and it's all gonna be empowered by computer vision, the things that, um, that, uh, uh, that our uh, uh, sensors pick up and, uh, uh, and computer vision is able to digest and provide way more capabilities than just uh, uh, humans had looking at this model. 3D imagery like Teflon, is starting a new act with a new role to play. It is no longer just a cute technology for virtual walkthroughs and architectural renderings. It is becoming an entirely new way that we store and communicate information. In books and movies, we almost always refer to the unintended consequences of technologies as horror stories. Frankenstein's monster wreaking havoc on the villagers. Obviously, many villagers have been hurt by technology's monsters. But I think it is important to remember that unintended consequences can also be beneficial. Some technology seems to be a bit more like Excalibur, the mythic sword stuck in the stone. The right person needs to come along whose destiny is to unlodge them and wield them in their noble cause.
check out all the rest and all the articles we've written on the topic at propmoto.com forward slash metatrends. And if you want our insights and commentary delivered directly to your inbox every day, please sign up for our daily newsletter. Thanks for joining. Be safe and build well.